Let's get it started. Man, where are we at? The 27th episode of Culture of Splife. Hey, look, guys, this is summertime. Hit us up on our socials. Follow us because, uh, you know, we got to gear up for all the uh, all the sports seasons that are coming up. Right now we're in baseball full swing, but we are at Culture of Splife everywhere. You can find Culture of Splife podcast where you get your podcast, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or just some random page that you find on Google. Let's invite our friends in here. Live with us. All right, they're coming on. Let's see if we can get them to join some video too. Turn those cameras on, gentlemen. Hey. And What's I'm sorry on? if I was talking over you guys, but I was completely muted. I subscribe to the mute whenever you um, open TikTok button. So I was just introducing us and uh, getting us started. So we're going to have a short podcast tonight. Maybe the shortest podcast ever. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. We're all tired. It's summer. All the summer's wiping us out. We've been on vacations. Oh, my goodness. And and those just make us more tired. Yeah, we're turning into old men. We're getting we're getting more tired. We just we just need it to start getting dark at five p.m. Yes, and some football season to start because like I don't know about you guys, but that All Star game last night for me, man, that was too late. <laughs> it was tough for me to stay up all, all night for that one. It started oh out really fast. I mean, I think they were yeah. in the fifth inning by like eight o'clock. And then it ended up finishing like not many runs are scored. (laughs) Right. But then they ended up having a lot of base runners in the game, I think ended right around 10 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I I kept it together through the seventh and then the national league who I'm rooting for to win. Right. They put two runners on base and then strike out two or well, one grounded out one struck out. And I'm like, man, this was the, this was it. This was y'all's chance. Y'all left two stranded. We're done. And then what do I find out this morning? National League won it in the eighth. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the first time in 50 years they've won an all-star game, but Hey, <laughs> easy ride. Easy. <laughs> only 10 years, only 10 years. I mean, I mean, like it, it, it feels like, I mean, as this thing is unfolding over the years, it made me think about like where uh, when you had like the AFC to go like fourteen straight years without winning the Super Bowl, yeah, back in the eighties uh, yeah. and nineties. That's that's what it's it felt like. It, it's always been an interesting dynamic for me with the All Star Game, anyway, because you you used to have that world of the league that don't let their pitchers bat versus the league that their pitchers have to bat, and and so the All Star Game had that had that really cool dynamic uh, to it. Of course, now both leagues have the same set of rules, um, Mm -hmm. unless there's a rule that I don't know about that y'all can tell me about. But um, I've I've always felt that, you know, that that like, oh, the American League is going to win it because they're cheating, obviously, because their pitchers don't have to bat. 
Yeah. Um, I, I do have a, a question that um, came up yesterday while I was watching the game. And if y'all don't know the answer, hopefully a listener knows the answer. But the pitcher is only able to throw over to first base twice, right? After they've thrown over to first base twice, they must deliver the ball to the catcher. Right. Why doesn't the runner on first base take a lead like halfway to second base or something? Because he can throw it to second? The pitcher can step off the rubber and throw mm. to second. They just can't yeah. throw to first. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So then they should at least get like a Vince Coleman type lead. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting three like steps. If you get out thrown out at second after they've thrown over twice, like you're not yeah. good at Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thought too. And um, you know, it's funny the rule changes this year, like every one of them's added up to me to more points being scored, more points being scored leads to slower games, right? Yeah. So, like, everything for this season, all rule changes this season was we're going to have a faster game. We're going to have a faster game, faster games. We're not going to intentionally walk anymore. Y'all just take your base. You know, it's going to be faster games, faster games. And it's like, but everything they did technically slows the game down because it's like, yeah. yeah, we got a pitch clock. But also, if I'm sitting there, my mm-hmm. catcher's not giving me the right sign, I've eventually just got to throw it. All right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't have time to think about it. There's no mental, you know, psyching out or anything like that. But, you know, so that's an advantage to the batter to me. Yep. Right. You know, a batter doesn't get more comfortable the longer they're in the the, the box, right? Yeah. You know, that count's only going to get higher. It's only going to get scarier. That goes to the pitcher, I think. Just my opinion. I don't. I don't have any reason to believe that outside of being in the batter's box versus being on the mound hmm. uh, myself. So, you know, I just feel like it's a it's a more offensive game because, like you said, I mean, unless there's you know a, a, a pop up that I have to get back, why wouldn't that runner advance to second? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, on a on a six step jump. Yeah, it makes sense. It had to have been the most entertaining top of the first in All Star Game history. So the. The first batter, Ronald Acuna, um, opposite field, hits the ball to deep right field. Uh, Garcia for the Rangers is running back. It appears that he can't see the ball at all. The sun is so bright in right field. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he jumps up and catches it on the wall. So the next batter is Freddie Freeman. He also goes opposite field. And um, I can never remember the guy's name. As a was name Randy Azarino or yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Arizona. Ar- uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did just about the exact same thing. So I mean, I'm a big National League guy. Obviously, I don't have any skin in the game because the Cubs aren't going to be in the World Series, so it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who has home field advantage, as far as I'm concerned. But um, yeah, what a great start to a game that then nothing happened for like six innings. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I like that dynamic though. You have the two, the, the brave, the, the Braves poster child and then the former brave. I, right? I was thinking about that. Yes. Yeah. Like the juxtaposition. 
one and two <laughs> slots. Well, even like, you know, Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell was the uh, was the closer for the National League this year. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if you were watching live, I'm sure that scared the crap out of you because apparently he doesn't like playing in the All-Star game. Uh, but because uh, does he walk two then struck out two or something like that? Like, I was surprised he didn't have a Cubs jersey on. That's what he did with the Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. It'd be bases loaded, and he'd get a double play to end it. And he ended with a strikeout and three walks and no runs. It's like, what? How, how is that possible in one inning? <laughs> you know, I need to reach out to him, see if we can get him on the podcast. Definitely. You know, me and him went to college together, right? Yeah, oh. Wallace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yep. I was, I was his student trainer. Oh, wow. Yeah, because uh, cause he's he's younger than me, and uh, when I went back for sports medicine, I, I worked with the baseball team some, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't exactly the biggest fan of him uh, there, but uh, once he got to the Braves, I went all fangirl and was like, oh, I know him! <laughs> so, so, you know, obviously uh, one of the uh, uh, the big highlight every year in the All-Star break is the Home Run Derby. So any any thoughts by you guys from what you got a chance to see? Vlad Guerrero Jr. won it, so. You know, Rod, <clears throat> I actually watched it, most of it live. I did um, too. And I had no idea that it had the format that it does. Yeah. No yeah. idea. And it really frustrated me when Julio Rodriguez – broke the record for the most home runs in a round um, because the King Griffey Juniors and the Mo Vons, you know, these guys that were unbelievable home run hitters only had 10 outs while yep. Julio Rodriguez hit a ton of line drives, 200 feet, several ground balls, foul balls, I should go back and watch. I still have it on the DVD. I mean, and you get extra time, and you get like fifteen water breaks exactly. while you're like up there. I mean, it's like I mean, like what what are we doing? I mean, right. yeah, you get forty one. Although for me, it's kind of like one of those things where okay, so he hits forty one home runs in the first round, and he comes back in the uh, semifinal round, and he's like out because of this, you know, just ridiculous format, right? And so I just. I mean, I'm with you, Josh. It just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, let's let's go back to you know the the format that we had, like you said, ten outs. I mean, you just let everybody hit. We just take the top four, for instance, and then we just move on to the next one, and then we take the top two, and then from there, you know, they battle it out for the uh, for the championship. That's how it should be. Right. When did it become March Madness? I've never. <sighs> I guess I, mean, I haven't watched it in so long. I mean, and is it just me? I, I could be wrong on this one, but didn't we have a lot more people in it when we were kids? Like, I don't remember it just being like eight dudes, and that was I it. I mean, it started out as a bigger tournament, right? Wasn't it like, wasn't it 10 at one point? I was thinking 10, yeah. 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 But when you have 10 outs, I mean, you can do that because. I mean, like with eight people and you're like, well, you can get extra time if you hit two 440 foot home runs. And then you can also get extra time if, you know, you decide that you want extra time. And, you know, I mean, it's like, what, what are we doing? I mean, then like you get a water break in between now. Right. 
But you don't get extra points if you switch it. That no. was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right. Adley Rutschman or whatever his name is. Yeah, Rutschman. I mean, and that's the other thing. That dude hit 27 home runs, which was like the second highest or third highest total in the first round. But he went against somebody that, you know, just happened to just be like just out of his mind. But if, if we were with the old format, he would have moved on. Right. That's the way um, it was the year Alonzo for the Mets won it. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that? Two years ago that he won that? I don't know. because they, they won back-to-back. Back. Yeah, yeah. He did he do it back-to-back. Back. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking so, but I didn't want to give him that credit because he's a Met. But, um, <laughs> like, he ends up against that dude from the Orioles, and it's like, this matchup is not fair at all because mm-hmm. the real final round was two rounds ago where Alonzo went against the dude that hit, you know, like, 20 home runs to his 21 mm. or whatever it was. I don't remember the number. And mm. then you've got this guy and, and I'm not taking away from the dude from the Orioles story that year. Cause you know, he beat cancer and then came back. Now he's in the home run derby. Yay. Let's, you know, ha- wipe the tears from our eyes and watch this guy. But I mean, like, you know, he got slaughtered that year in, in the final. It was like Notre Dame going to the playoffs. Right. <laughs> exactly. Rudy, Rudy, you know, it only goes so far. That's right. Yeah, you're talking about Mancini. He's a yes. he's a Cub now. Anybody that was good like three or four years ago is now on the Cubs. That's oh, pretty wow. much the way that we that we put our team together. You know, yeah. so Bellinger MVP in 2019. Mancini did pretty well with the Orioles. Uh, we got Hosmer. You know, all these guys that are just washed up. So so it's like that. The, the, that's like the 2021 Lakers playbook. Just to get everybody <laughs> that was good like 10 years ago. That's right. I I will say that uh, Mancini, though, man, I felt so bad for him playing for the Orioles that season because the Orioles were horrible that year. I mean, I don't know that they won 30 games that season. It was atrocious how bad they were. And, um, like, it was just – it was one of the the best stories in baseball. And then you have their record. You know, because for him to come back from cancer, you know, huge deal, huge deal. But then he gets put on that team, right? And it's like, uh, well, you know, um, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, sometimes it's rained out, right? That's right. And and, and now they're like, you know, surging. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, it's amazing what a couple of years will do for an Uh, I mean, I mean, hey, you know, it's. I mean, you've got them. I mean, what's next? A solar eclipse. Right, right, right. Well, it's like I the Cincinnati it's... Reds. I mean, they are so young, but, man, they are playing some unbelievable ball. Dude, um, what's his name? Dela Cruz? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, but he's their surge. He's the whole thing. Yep. Once he started, once he got the call up, like, I mean, I think they've lost a handful of games since he's been called up and went like from a a bad spot to first place yes that's what happens when you're a viral celebrity man people are calling you while you're live recording man you gotta get you gotta give us some footage of the turntable man you gotta get the turntable in the (laughs) shot for you <laughs> we'll just we'll just go ahead and uh, edit that out of the of the podcast. I haven't done any video editing lately, so we, we'll we'll edit that out. Um, 
Hey, Ed, we didn't ask you, Josh. Do you have any? Do you have any trivia questions for us this week? We didn't talk about it. Mm, I think I had some, but I forgot to. Uh, you didn't write them down. Write them down. Yeah, well, Uncle Joe's well, on vacation. Uncle Joe's on vacation. Have Uncle Joe's tired. Thing? Uncle Joe's really tired. Mm -hmm. I actually, old man, woke up at three forty-five last night or this morning wow. and could not go back to sleep. That has never happened to me ever. That's true. That's true, old man. That's that's that uh that's very agrarian of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what time the birds start chirping. I can tell you when it's bright out already, even though the sun's not up. Oh yeah, I got it all for you. <laughs> Absolutely. So I am tired. That's so gonna Uncle be right tomorrow. The trivia oh my segment. goodness. <laughs> So, so if y'all notice though, the, the trivia questions that are posting, um, they're not quite Uncle Joe's worthy, but, but we do have some video trivia questions that are posting to all of our social accounts. Just a little, uh, little, uh, some easy, some hard. Um, today's was a little weird. <coughs> I was looking for football teams that have never had, uh, NFL football teams that have never had cheerleaders or Super Bowl wins. Oh wow! Ooh, ever had cheerleaders or Super Bowl wins? What about the Jaguars? No, they oh, have cheerleaders. They, yeah, they've cheerleaders. got cheerleaders. <laughs> they, they've got cheerleaders. <laughs> uh, wow, man! Because there are a lot of teams now that don't have um, cheerleaders because they got rid of them. But uh, but yeah, we uh, we posted that one today lack of cheerleaders and um and super bowl wins I, I i think i worded it probably a little weird though um because i'm getting some like like i i mean never had cheerleaders right never had cheerleaders um because i i've gotten a couple of answers that are like oh this team um and it's like yeah i know that i mean it's right today but um it's not always been right because like uh the chargers i was about to say the chargers it was yeah my next guess. they they don't have cheerleaders now but they have had cheerleaders in the okay. past do the panthers so, have cheerleaders yes or, or have had them in the past yeah gotcha. um and, and it's and, and that's all that's also tricky too because of uh like a team like the packers which we know won super bowls before but they have a collegiate cheering squad that comes up. So, like, the Packers don't have cheerleaders, but they have a cheer squad. How about the Browns? Oh, that's one of the teams right there. <laughs> yeah. No cheerleaders and definitely no Super Bowls. Yeah. Shout out to Ernest Biner. That's right. <laughs> the drive. And, right. and the strip, yep. Yep. The strip, no, the drop. <laughs> Looked to me like he was walking into the end zone and was like, I don't need this anymore. Nope. I should put it, put the trophy right here, coach. <laughs> no doubt. So speaking of um, 30 plus years ago, did y'all hear that uh, this is the 30 year anniversary of Jim Valvano's speech? I mean, that, that's amazing. And I, I talk about that speech all the time. I've even talked about it with uh, with my kids and, and everybody. Like, to me, that's one of the top three speeches I've, I've ever heard. Uh, I actually 
as in an 11-year-old got a chance to listen to that uh, SB speech live. And I, I mean, I've, I've just never forgotten it. So, I mean, it's just, you know, uh, I know in pregame, uh, Josh, you were talking about the producers are in his ear talking about just a couple more minutes, come on, get off of it. And then it was just so funny, he called it out in the middle of the speech. And it was just, that was great. So for somebody that's that's new to it and, and don't have any clue what, I think that was about a 10 minute speech, if I'm not mistaken. Give mm -hmm. us the, give us the one minute rundown. One of y'all want to give us the one minute well, rundown? I mean, of the speech? One of the things that he, he kind of, you know, spoke about his journey from, you know, uh, through coaching to the miracle team that won it in 83. Um, you know, also just to, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the struggle with cancer. I mean, he was literally like, you know, any any day now you know as far as dying and it was just a, i believe like a couple of months later i mean like literally he was they were having to hold him up just to even get him on the stage for the speech and uh he, he covered a couple of things number one it was just kind of a uh you know just an invitation to everybody that listened as to how to live life and, and he talked about there's three things that you should have every day to have a full day and he talked about uh uh laughter he talked about having your emotions uh, move to tears and being able to think. And he says if you can laugh, cry, and think in a day, that's a full day. And and that's 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 how we should always live our life. And then, of course, you know, he you know the the infamous piece of this uh, the the famous part of the speech where he talks about you know that that uh, you know cancer you know even though it can ravage his body, can't touch his mind, can't touch his heart, can't touch his soul. You know, and so you know, don't ever give up. And so that literally just became just the rally and cry for cancer. And then Dick Vitale, who, you know, now we know has vocal cord cancer, basically just he picked up the baton from Jimmy, who was his, he was his best friend at the time. And what we see with ESPN and the Jimmy V Classic and, the, and, and you know, coaches versus cancer and everything else, that started from that particular speech 30 years ago exactly right and he was he was so sick i mean he was told not to go to the espies like yeah. absolutely do not go and he said not only am i gonna go but i'm gonna ride in first class mm -hmm. and he was literally sick the whole way there extremely sick and to rod's point he basically had to be carried up the stairs and yes. what was so funny um rod sort of alluded to you know what i talked about in pregame and and that was just they're telling me to get off this stage do you think that i care about 30 seconds i've got tumors all over my body do you think mm -hmm. i care about this person in my ear that's telling me to get off this stage and then he just <laughs> proceeded to talk for like drew said another eight minutes and it was <laughs> it was unbelievable and then when he sat down he said to his wife did I do okay? Mm -hmm. Right? Like he was such a perfectionist. He was, he was so great in every aspect of life. And while he was on in his last few days, few weeks of life, he still wanted to make sure that he did a great job for the, for the audience and everything. And I mean, we're literally in, in a restaurant today and my wife is just streaming tears as she's mm -hmm. reading the subtitles on the TV. You know, like it, it was just amazing. 
because there's this show out right now called The Speech on ESPN. Mm -hmm. It's one of those like E60 type deals. And uh, his wife was talking, his daughter was talking, um, Krzyzewski was talking, Vitel, Chris Berman, you know, all these guys. And so I'm definitely going to watch it back tonight where I can actually hear it. Oh, yes. He was an amazing man. And then, of course, they started showing Stuart Scott and uh, who was what what was the one lady's name? Kay or something like that? Uh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, gosh, uh, she was with the uh, with NC State. Yes. As the coach. That's right. That's exactly right. And I can't place Man, her. I saw her name hey, on ESPN this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, and I can't, I can't remember it. What'd you say, Rod? Was it Kay Yao? That sounds right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then, of course, on that night, ironically enough, Robin Roberts followed Jim Valvano. Mm -hmm. And then, as you know, she ended up with cancer. Cancer, and yes. ended up winning the Arthur Ashe Award. Oh, yes. So, just, just unbelievable. And then, of course, Stuart Scott's speech you know bringing amazing. his daughters up on stage yeah so i'll be Isn't very interested i'll watch the espies after this to see you know what what happened this tonight's um arthur ash award winner who who that could be is it isn't it pretty wild though to think about something like that you know like like you know the 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 speech to have you know him, him to say you know do you think i care about you know about 30 seconds left and and you know everybody saying don't go to this and all this stuff being warned by doctors not to go to it and, and you know like it's a it's an inspiration of life right because you look at your life and and all the things that you avoid doing and and all the all the stuff that you know you play by the book you know you follow the rules because you know you're supposed to do it that way but in reality, like whenever you're faced with, you know, he was well aware of his time was limited on earth, right? Mm -hmm. So who gives a crap? Let's let's take advantage of it. And, you know, to see to see that inspiration, you know, it's kind of like, man, you know, it hits you like, what do I need to rethink about my life? You know, how can I be living in a way that uh, I should I should be caring a little bit less about that guy in my ear saying 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds. You're over time. Right. And yeah. what's crazy is he gifted us with a legacy because he decided to ignore that person. Right. Right. And makes exactly a joke right. about it while while ignoring in process, you know. But uh, I'm not trying to recommend everybody speak longer than what they're supposed to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're listening, preachers out there, make sure your people are out at lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> We don't want we don't want anybody citing the culture of Splath podcast from the uh, pulpit out there saying, "Hey, they told me I could go till two. It's cool." <laughs> Everybody's back there asleep, like the home run derby. Give everybody a break, right? Yeah. Back yeah. in, listening some more. If you're going to if you're going to preach till two p.m., you got to give people a water break. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or don't get up there and talk about. It. You think I care what this sound guy is saying to me in the background <laughs> right now, or the AV guy? You think I care? <laughs> so my 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 father in law is a pastor, right? And uh, it's not the sound guy that gets him; it's his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she'll be doing if he gets too long winded, like yeah. starts pointing, because because you know he's gonna look at her, right? 
been married for all those years you know he's gonna he's gonna look at is she interested am i doing a good job and she's over there <laughs> gotta eat speaking of time haven't been hearing much about dame time recently no, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there and then of course in scoot's first game he injures his shoulder so i don't know how bad that is but if that was the uh, insurance policy to dame lillard i'd be a little nervous i i, I just feel like they're they're okay with tanking again this year <laughs> yeah i mean just to see what we can get so they don't mind slow playing dame here at this point because like we're not looking to make the playoffs or do anything significant this season so we got all the time in the world just to screw with you Right. <laughs> Have y'all been watching any of the summer league? Well, I mean, we got Keontae George just uh, walking triple double here, and and uh, Wimby showed up particularly in that uh, in that second game there, and so, and then you know we talked about our the the the, the man Brandon Miller. You know, uh, you know, it, it, but I thought even at Alabama, his game actually translated more to the pro game than it did the college game. So, really, okay. I mean, when he was at Alabama, I always said he looks like Paul George. I mean, and that's basically what what his game looks like. I'm a little bit worried about his shot because he's not going to have as much time in the NBA to get that three point shot up that he did in mm -hmm. college. And I see his timing is off a little bit. Now, of course, I didn't see his performance last night, 26 points on three of six from the three-point line and six of eight from two or whatever it was. But um, he, just, he just doesn't look as fluid as he did in college. Now, granted, it's his third game in the summer league. I'm not like the talking heads that are going to say he's a bust, you know. Um, he does, they do, do need to remind him that he only gets – five fouls before he fouls out on the sixth one yeah. uh, in the regular season, but he gets what eight or something like that in the summer league. And he's used all those. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, he's going to have to get used to the speed of the game in the NBA. It's, it's, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I could just say he's a, he's a diet Coke version of Paul George because I mean, everything he, he does is rhythm. So when he gets those games where all of a sudden he's made like five in a row, he's a, he's a rhythm player, you know, right. more so than, and he's going to have to develop real consistency and get used to the speed of the game there. But that's kind of where I could see his ceiling being uh, if he makes the adjustments. But what we do have to remember is he's playing with guys that will either be playing on Tuesday nights in Birmingham in the future or not playing at all, playing Europe, Correct. European leagues, whatever, you know, so I've watched a good bit of summer league and it is tough to watch. I yes. mean, like routine passes and they miss by five feet. You know, it's like, how, whoa, where, what did you see there? You know, that sort of thing. I mean, so, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like some of it is almost like mid-level AAU basketball. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some hoop it up better than than summer league, but right. I don't I don't know. I appreciate it to a degree cuz I'm not a good basketball player. <laughs> so so it's kind of like, yeah, I could go out there and do that, man, and I actually like mean it instead of when I'm like, you know, "Oh, LeBron, you missed a dunk. You suck." You know, <laughs> like okay, whatever. That dude would I, if I played him one-on-one, -on -one, I would never even, like, see the ball. Like, you know, 
It would just be the back of his jersey would be all I would see, you right. know. So I, I, I sort of appreciate it, but um, it does make for some interesting highlights, that's for sure. And that's that, that's all I've gotten into thus far. This this um, season of the summer league is just highlights, but uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it sums it up pretty well. The Hornets are going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. I mean, with LaMelo Ball, with uh, what's the guy's name who, get, who got uh, taken advantage of by that girl, got pregnant and left. Um, oh, yeah, P.J. Washington. P.J. Washington, there it is. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that um, beat his girlfriend from Michigan State. Uh, he's a, he's a we're going to need to be more specific. He was out of the NBA for a year, a big I know, yeah, I can't remember his he name. He was in though. the dunk contest years ago oh i can see him michigan state that's gonna drive me nuts um but anyway he's back from a year suspension from the domestic violence um signed a qualifying offer or whatever so they're going to be a pretty good or at least fun team to watch Mm -hmm. much like my orlando magic probably won't you know may get a play in but probably not but at least fun to watch Hey, if we go over 500, we're a fun-to-watch team, though, right? That's it. <laughs> All we got to strive for nowadays. Right. Get hot at the end of the season and go over 500. We're going to be That's a fun right. team to watch. <laughs> right. Speaking of going over, fellas, we uh, barely went over. That's right. Pretty impressive. So, Drew, will you please give us the answers, the other team, I don't know how many teams it is, we mentioned the Cleveland Browns. Oh, but... yeah, the Bills. It, it was the Bills. Ooh. Oh, that's right. Too soon, Scott Norwood. Yeah. No, no I, I, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I had forgot about it when we were in the in the middle of it, and, like, I didn't think about it again. But, yeah, it was the Bills. Somebody actually got it. They named the Browns, the Bills, and the Chargers. They were like, well, these three teams – but – but again, I think I misworded the question. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are correct today. The Chargers don't have cheerleaders. They don't, but at one point I in time, they think, did. I also think the Texans might qualify in the today standpoint, right? Gotcha. Okay. From lack of cheerleaders and also lack of Super Bowls. Um, if if we went by all the teams today, so that that would be four. But but the two that I was looking for were the Browns and, and the Bills. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're in like uh, climates that are synonymous with lake effect snow. <laughs> so, I mean, not the easiest places for cheerleaders, right? Right, right, <laughs> right. It's weird that Detroit wasn't on the list. So, apparently, at some point, Detroit has had cheerleaders. Well, I mean, they, they had the Pontiac Silverdome for since, what, the uh, early 80s? Well, so, that's I mean, fair. I guess that's so. fair. Yeah. I guess it, it is uh, it is a little bit uh, a little bit more thought out than than what I was thinking. So because I and was thinking, they're still in a dome today, aren't they? In yeah, Ford Field, Field. The dome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was thinking they went dome like '90s or something like that, mm-hmm. and not '80s. But so yeah, they did. I'm going with Barry Sanders played in in that dome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, all right. 839, y'all. 839. We probably yeah. didn't start on time. We had the technical difficulty with the wiki, wiki, wiki. Yeah, I know. We, we, yeah. Had, we had some scratching going on. 
That's Once it. we edit this down, I think we put together a 30-minute podcast right. with all three of us. That's right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. I mean, we could almost title this one Spinning Records. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So uh, we will be back at our normally scheduled time next week, right, fellas? Yep, so Tuesday. 8 o'clock Central next Tuesday. Um, and then I will actually be off the next two Tuesdays after that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll um, be off that we'll next talk about Tuesday. That yeah. Offline. Oh, I'll that's too bad, off- Rod. I was hoping to just get some W, just a straight up WWE culture of Splat podcast. Just yeah, we may have to do watch. that at some point. Yeah. There just to go. make him mad. Just so he had to listen to 30 minutes of me and you talking. Well, about hey, maybe the, maybe the week after that, when he's not there, we can have the SummerSlam edition for this podcast. Oh, there you go. There you go. And it's going to be at Ford Field. So there you go, too. There Two you go. hour <laughs> podcast. That's what that's going to be. And we want you to listen to the whole thing, Josh. <laughs> I'll be there for sure. So you never know what you're going to get with our show, right? We, we talk about everything. Uh, we talk, we try to talk about the things that are in season. And, uh, you know, it's been a little difficult recently because, um, you know, the very popular sport of the NFL um, football, there really hasn't been a whole lot going on recently, but that will be changing in the next few weeks. You know, we got training camp starting. It's coming up. The New York Jets are going to be the uh, the Hard Knocks team, even though uh, Saleh or Selah or whatever his name is doesn't want it. But the NFL has chosen them, so I don't know if he has a Asian Rex right Ryan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rex Ryan in that mouth. Mm. Um, I think Corey Reamer was on that one, the linebacker from Alabama. Yes. Yep. But uh, like I said, regardless of what we talk about, it should be entertaining. And uh, like I said, could could be a DJ involved. You just never know. But uh, as Drew started us off at the beginning of the show, you can find us everywhere social media is found. So uh, if you're not already following, not if you're not already following us, why? You know, start following us. We had a lot of people come in today. Start following us and. Uh, <laughs> So that's my I promise v. that was accidental. My Jimmy V producer just talked in my ear, so I will cut it off <laughs> um, for sure. So we will see y'all next Tuesday. All right. Here you go. Y'all ready? <laughs> All right. See y'all next Tuesday. All right.